Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Theory Pre-Med. Theory Pre-Med is a podcast following the journey of three pre-med students, Mo, Todd, and Nathan. We talk about our paths and experiences as we bring in guests who will connect pre-meds worldwide. If you are thinking about med school or healthcare, our podcast will give you the ultimate student perspective. And also, shout out to Chapman Radio for giving us the space we need to make our podcast happen. So how's it going, everyone? We have Nathan back Ooh, today. Yay. I'm back. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on your guys' podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, last weekend was really cool. Um, my girlfriend and I went to San Diego, and uh, we went to this crazy restaurant. Um, basically, uh, what is it called? It's called, it's a pancake place. I'm forgetting what, what its name is, but it's basically like, you know how Korean barbecue, you like, you know, have the grill right there? And you cook your own meat and cook your own food. It's like that for pancakes. And they bring you like this like... Um, Would you get to like make them into like shapes and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it on TikTok. You get, yeah, you get to... It's a TikTok thing, yeah. which is yeah. exactly why we went. Ab- like Abby's big on TikTok. But um, but like uh, you, you just... You get like the different ingredients and stuff. And you can make different faces. We made this really cool pancake of Sonic the Hedgehog. Shout out to Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out. And uh, it was really cool, and they put it on the TVs to display. Like, there's Ooh. TVs in the restaurant, that's like, dope. flipping through all the people's creations and pancakes. So you made so, it? Yeah. Wow, that's the <laughs> pinnacle of pancake I know, right it's there. crazy. I'll How show you guys you a picture of it. Um, well, I think just this was a pretty chill week for me. Uh, it was pretty nice because we had, a, like, a little bit of a lighter OCHEM week. So, I mean, not much from me that I can recall. Uh, but what about you? This has definitely been one of the busiest weeks of the semester for me. Um, one fasting has definitely like taken its toll. Um, seeing everyone eating and all that, um, it's kind of tough, but I, I'm doing it for a good cause, I guess. So that's pretty nice. Um, but I'd say the biggest thing that's definitely made my week pretty long is I found out um, about a grant on Tuesday night, and it was due on Friday um, at 4 p.m., so I had to write up my, my grant proposal for my research, all that, um, talk to my PI about it, um, get revisions done like twice, all that fun stuff. Dude. Like all during that time while doing school and I had my bio quiz also on Friday to, and so I had to study much. with that. How'd that go? Um, it was pretty good, yeah. But the I bio heard, quiz was I heard a lot about that. I, I tutored a lot of students who yeah. were nervous about the quiz. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was pretty fun. Um, but it was cool though because I got to really take a deeper um, dive into my research to figure out why I'm doing everything I am doing with my PI, um, which was really nice because those are things that you need to like talk about in your grant proposal. Um, so it definitely gave me a better understanding of what I'm doing in the lab, which was really nice. Um, but today, I think Todd even was involved in this, was preview day for all the incoming Chapman students. Um, I, I personally got to be one of the panelists for the bio department, um, and then I gave tours and all that fun stuff. So it was really cool, like meeting new, new incoming students, and just uh, I think a lot of them got my contact. So I hope they reach out. Uh, I think already, already one of them reached out um, about like pre med and stuff. So um, I think that'll be really really fun, just talking to them, seeing how they do over the years. Um, but yeah. I think, I think the one thing that kind of sucked about today, though, um, coming from a positivity episode last week to today, um, I think just it was, it's a pretty hot day and I have a dry mouth. So that, I guess that was the one thing. And I can't drink water because I'm fasting. 
So that's like the one downside to everything. But overall, it's been a pretty eventful and fun week. And especially today, it was pretty fun. Yeah, so kind of just talking about that too. Um, for me, my what I did for PV Day was uh, I participated in like talking about the teaching labs. So basically, just for anyone who doesn't know, us at Chapman have to take uh, lab classes as a co-requisite to a lot of our lectures. And so basically, you know, what we did was students and parents came to um, basically to our labs and then we kind of gave them like a little bit, we gave them a small tour and then gave them a little bit of rundown about different classes that have labs and then also kind of what you do in those labs. And it was a lot of fun because I was able to, um, you know, talk about different things that I've done, but then also um, fielding a lot of questions from parents and students about what life is like here at Chapman. And it was, it was fun because there were a lot of other pre-meds, especially one that like stuck out to me was this one person who came, who is transferring from UCSD. And basically like it was kind of cool talking to her about UCSD because she's also like the same age as us. And it was uh, interesting to see the differences because she says <laughs> that mm. at UCSD uh, for her OCHEM exams, the average is like 20%. Wow. And I was like, that's, that's pretty scary. <laughs> Jeez. But you tell them about the podcast. I know. Unfortunately, I didn't. I think wow. I should have. But, but basically, like, it was really cool being able to meet freshmen, especially because I'll be working with them a lot next semester. Um, because I'll be like advising them, and helping them, you know, with resumes and four-year plans and everything in that realm. I think one of my guess one of the biggest questions I got asked today on a lot of the panels I was a part of was, as a pre-med do you feel like Chapman prepares you well enough for the MCAT or to even go to med school? Um, and to that, uh, I think the biggest thing really is, no ma I feel like no matter what school you go to, right? Like there's people who go to uh, a community college and then transfer, right? To a four year later and then kind of end up in med school. Um, I, I really don't think it, it matters on what school you go to, um, to how well prepared you are for med school. Because I, I mean, for a four year, um, I feel like a lot of schools are basically the same. It's like you're learning the same concepts, all that. It's like pretty baseline, right? Um, and the MCAT, te like the things you're getting tested on on the, on the MCAT are pretty baseline from my understanding. Um, and I feel like a lot of those universities are teaching those things. So uh, for anyone out there who is kind of trying to decide on whether to go to a school uh, between two schools, I think the biggest thing is figure out which school you find yourself more comfortable in, um, find um, where you, you feel like you're going to thrive. And as long as you're putting in the work, right, putting yourself out there, actually putting the time to study for your classes and all that, I think that's what's going to prepare you for the, for the MCAT or going to med school. It's not necessarily the school itself. Um, I don't know. That's just my perspective on it. I don't know if you guys want to yeah. talk more about it. Yeah, I'll definitely chime in because uh, I actually got asked that same question mm -hmm. too a lot. And basically the response that I gave was that it doesn't really matter, or in my opinion, and basically what yeah. I've heard is that it doesn't really matter where you go. What really matters is what you do when you're, when you're there. Exactly. Right. Um, the only fact, the only time that I have heard that, or I think that like the prestige of school matters is if you go to like the number one university in the school and you have the exact same like stats, exact same extracurriculars as someone who goes to like maybe like I mean like a lower ranked school. 
that's like kind of the like they'd probably take the person who went to a higher tier school. Right. Like if they have a higher, if they have the same GPA, same MCAT, and then like pretty much the same extracurriculars, they're probably gonna take the person who goes into to the more prestigious school. But you know, if how you often have, does that even happen though? Like right, it doesn't happen often. Right, right. Versus if you get like a 3.0 GPA at the number one school, versus if you go to a lower tier school but you get a 4.0, and you have a, about maybe about the same MCAT score or something. And then you have like the same extracurriculars. Then you know, it, obviously, you'd want to go to the school where you could get a better GPA at. I think that'll, that'll be a good question to talk to um, Dean Evelyn from CUSM next week if we end up in interviewing him. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good question to bring up for that. So tune in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, as long as you're comfortable with the school, same as what Mo said, but also use the school as kind of a resource and use the school's resources as well. I mean, uh, yes, it is about whether you're comfortable in the school, but you you do have to look at the school's resources. You have to look at, am I going to be able to to thrive here? Am I going to be able to to use it effectively um, to to push me towards towards medical school? So do keep keep a long-term path in mind. Um, Just think, yeah, always be thinking about medical school and uh, always be thinking about, what's to come yeah and another big question actually like got asked and a lot of these questions are about stats and i i don't like talking about stats just because there's a lot of i guess mis i don't know misunderstanding with them because what one parent or one family came to me and like oh um my son is trying to figure out between this school and chapman but this other school the, every year they have like 40 mm-hmm. 50 students going right and chapman only has like 13, 14 every year. And I asked him, I was like, how big is the other school? 80,000 students. <laughs> and then I asked him, I was like, well, Chapman only has 8,000 students. So if you think about it logically, right, uh, it's pretty obvious that Chapman, because of smaller size population, is going to have less students going to med school in comparison to a school that has 80,000 students, right. right? Which makes sense because they have a bigger population right. of pre-meds. Um, so I think a lot of the time just people look at stats and like don't really critically think about it like why why are the stats the way they are Um, and I think that's a big part of really like critical thinking and just trying to figure out your path Um, so really base it off um, on where you're going to be happy where you find yourself connecting with people and really learning right because at the end of the day you're not paying uh, tuition every single year of your undergrad just to be there and end up in med school you're there to learn so you could apply that right Uh, and honestly, like, you don't know where you're going to be four years down the line. Like, right now, I'm pretty set on med school, right? But I don't know what my future self four years from now is going to say. Like, I don't know, something big might happen in my life where I might not be able to go to med school anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to need that knowledge that I got out of my bio degree to do something else. Um, like, obviously, that doesn't really happen. Like, I hope that doesn't happen. But you really have to put yourself in a position where you're able to learn, where you're able to gain something out of the school and the experience that you're getting from undergrad. That's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of just like adding on to that. I mean, it's it's all like a survivorship bias. Mm-hmm. If you only look at the people who succeed, you don't think about everybody else who dropped out, right? Because there's so many people who either didn't get into med school and, or they just decided you know, to switch out of pre-med, right? And so if you only look at the people who succeed, then you kind of you know don't really consider basically, I guess, the full scope of it. And also, um, just also thinking again about like, uh, I guess, you know, that kind of GPA thing that we talked about, you know, if you're spending so much time struggling to get like a not as good GPA, right, 
then you lose out on a lot of time that you can use for like extracurriculars and stuff like that. 100%. Which is also that's a good important. point. And that's something that I feel like we've been um, really lucky to have here at Chapman is the fact that like we're able to, you know, do well in terms of GPA because I mean obviously I think I think, our, I think our school like comes first. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of support first. too for students. Right, exactly. And so that allows us to um, basically branch out and do things like extracurriculars and things that we enjoy like that too. 100%. Another big uh, question that I got is, well, when you want to go into med school, um, like you, ha- you can have a four, how do you get a 4.0? How do you get this? How do you get a good grades? How, all that, right? But for that, I'd say, yes, it is good to have that 4.0, right? You want to be competitive. Yes, it's good to be involved in extracurriculars. But again, what do most students not have when they apply to med school? And it's research. Um, and I think it's a good thing to look for a school that is able to give you that opportunity to give you research. Because I think more than ever now, I was talking to our dean, um, and he was saying, like, it's right now is such a, like, it's a, it's a year for research, really. You want to be putting yourself in research because all of these um, tests, for example, the USMLE, right, even if you're in med school, that's pass fail now, right? Um, research is really what's going to set you apart from a lot of your peers. Um, and that's really what's going to prove that, hey, like you're able to learn all these things from your classes and you're able to apply them, make your own projects and things. It's easy to get into a lab that's just going to have you learn how to clean your, the dishes or all those plates and things. But actually making your own project and all those things um, and gaining something out of it is, I think, what's really important. So I, I think you really think about it when you're making those decisions. Don't go just off stats. Um, just think about the things that the school offers. Um, and I think that's just more important. Yeah, being able to kind of know what opportunities are available at the school is definitely a big benefit. Um, One of the things that we do in our like career advising class, which is our like bio 101, is they give us just a plethora of, you know, opportunities to go through. And they give us like a five or six page packet of all these different links of just opportunities that we can do. They have guest speakers come and talk about things uh, that they do. And basically, you know, it's just being able to see you know, also like not only what you can do for the school, but also kind of like what or how they can help you mm-hmm. and seeing what opp- and evaluating what opportunities might be the best um, for you. Yeah, it's interesting. Our school gives us so much, but it's down to the individual person to to pick and choose the things that we want to do and the things that will best prepare us for the future. Uh, that's definitely something to think about. Um, and it, it's hard. It's so hard to um, to really know what the school will offer you. Um, without, you know, visiting, without being there, um, without already being a student. I know, like, virtual tours or whatever we had to go through <laughs> f- with COVID was not helpful. No. Um, but, yeah, if you can, seek out these opportunities like Preview Day, like um, maybe book a tour and, and ask questions to, to people like us um, who've, who've been through it. Um, if you're thinking whatever school, like whatever school you're, you're trying to go for, um, just try to seek out people who, who really know what's going on um, and ask these questions about research, opportunities, et cetera. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely put yourself out there. So last week when we kind of promoted our episode, we put out a little ask, ask a question or kind of give us a topic to talk about. Um, one of the topics that came up was isolation, and I think a lot of that um, starts off when you first get into college just because you're in a completely new environment. You don't know that many people. Um, and it can be tough to meet some people, you know. If, um, some of us have um, trouble just putting ourselves out there. So, Todd, Nathan, I guess you guys kick it off, is 
when you first started in college, especially on Zoom, what was one way you put yourself out there and got to know people? Um, yeah, actually, you know, I feel like I personally, you know, I'll put effort into like putting myself out there, but at the same time, like, I feel like I kind of pride myself on being like genuine, I guess. I, I don't want to sound like, you know, I guess I, I, I look overconfident maybe, but essentially I feel like I spent a lot of high school like finding myself, I guess, and like determining kind of who I was um, and like kind of being the person I wanted, like, turning into the person that I wanted to be. So that way when I felt like when I got into college, I was like, okay, like I'm pretty confident. I know who I am and like I know kind of the person that I am. Um, and I feel like I've just been that person, you know, I try to just do the things that like I want to do, the things that I like to do. And I feel like I kind of just find people in that way, you know, people of common interest. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I do think you're pretty genuine, Todd. Um, Thanks. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, no problem. I think I am. Uh, I think I am too. Um, I agree that. No, you're not, Nathan. So. Yeah. <laughs> God, Nathan is so fake, Dude. man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah. Uh, high school, um, all my all the things that I've done in my past theater was a big part of um, really realizing who I am. You're 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 able to be your most genuine self in theater. You're most vulnerable on the stage, um, and ev you know everybody says this that um, you know theater brings out you know kind of the best in you, mm -hmm. um, which I I felt like that was my experience growing up in theater. So definitely that helped. Um, and yeah, so when you're when you're going into college, uh, just try to be yourself. There are so many groups of people and and different kinds of people that you can you can talk to and hang out with. Um, you know, it's hard to maybe you know find the right one right away, or the right group or the right person. But if you're if you're persistent and you're just always yourself, and this is just classic advice. I mean, everybody says this: be yourself. But it's mm -hmm. it's really true. Like you'll you'll find the right people if you just be yourself. Yeah, I kind of just like talking more about that. You know, it does sound a little bit cliche yeah. when we say, okay, just just be yourself yeah. and you'll find friends. But honestly, I feel like the reason why I've been able to make friends and to fit into groups is because I just, I have the things that I like and I'm really, I feel like I'm really passionate about those things and that passion kind of drives me to, you know, you know, be with other people that I guess, you know, share a common interest, mm -hmm. right? No, 100%. Uh, I think, it, I mean, I think it's pretty easy for anyone to just kind of do what everyone else is doing and try just to try to fit in. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, you're just going to find friends who just don't have the same interests and things like that. And you're not going to connect that way. You're always going to feel like the outsider on, on, in those friend groups. So just being real to yourself. I mean, there's our school is 8,000 people. Other schools, there's 40,000, 80,000 people. So there's definitely going to be someone or some group out there that's going to be interested in what you, you're interested in, right? And that's a group you want to be part of. Like, it doesn't hurt to have friends who like different things. That's good. It might You might find yeah. some, another, like, thing, thing that you're interested in. But to start off, I think it's just, it's nice to be real to yourself, be honest and all that, just to find a group that um, you could connect with. And I think, especially if you're going to a smaller school, I think that's even more important because everyone knows each other, right? So if you're fake to someone and they kind of get hurt by it, that word is just going to spread around. Um, like I know myself, a lot of the things um, I, I've learned about 
uh, whether it's classes, whether it's opportunities and things like that, it's been through upperclassmen. Um, and that's just been just being real, being myself, you know. Uh, but I'm sure if I wasn't, <laughs> what was that time? <laughs> Todd just did some weird like, just, hand gesture. It's like laid back. It's like rocking out. I'm like, being yeah, real. I'm, just, I'm just being real. Keep just it being real. Myself. Yeah, keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just kind of do yourself a favor. Just be yourself. You don't need to change yourself for anyone, really. Um, and as long as you're happy with what you're doing, I think I'm sure like you'll, you'll be surrounded with people that are happy with, uh, with themselves and what you're being around you and all that. Um, that's 100%. And I think another big thing is you want to find a friend group who's supportive. You you want to find a friend group that you're not really competing with all the time uh, because that just causes toxicity throughout your college experience and you really don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Todd, Nathan, and I, we're pretty good friends, right? A lot of the time we bounce ideas from one another. Um, and I think that I feel like that's one thing that's really helped us kind of progress through college, um, especially like I know I, I've known Todd for a little longer than you, Nathan, but especially our freshman year when we we're trying to find different leadership opportunities and things like that and just joining clubs, um, all that fun stuff that definitely helped having someone there who had the same interests as me and same goals. Um, and that definitely helped me like kind of be the person I am today and have all these things under my belt. Um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of think that it's good to have diversity in friends, too. Yeah, 100%. Especially because, you know, if all of your friends are pre-meds, <laughs> it, it can get a little bit intimidating, you know, because everyone might seem, oh, man, like, this guy X is so high-achieving and so is Y. You know, it's like, it just kind of might seem like, you know, everything that you're not doing, that your friends are doing, that it might start get to get a little bit overwhelming. Um, but that's why... I I appreciate that I also have friends who are non-science majors too, and this is something that I've kind of I've read that it's a, a lot of times pre-meds is like closer friends too, also tend to be people who aren't science majors or who aren't following the same path, and sometimes I feel like that is like it's really beneficial because you know you don't it's nice to have people who you aren't really always thinking or talking about school as beneficial as that can be. But it is really beneficial to have pre-med friends because like Mo said, it's good to bounce ideas off of each other, um, you know, talk about different things and opportunities and like get a different perspective. Yeah. Get the ultimate student perspective. No, 100%. I think like (laughs) on like just having friends outside of (laughs) science is definitely like a a good break, especially like um, whenever you're just trying to do something other than school. Um, just having those friends who, like, you know, they're going to be talking about the resonance structures of, like, this thing. Um, I think that's just nice, for sure. It's definitely, mm-hmm. like, calm. Especially like, if you have friends who are, like, in theater, mm-hmm. um, you, you get like, a completely yeah. different, like, you go into a completely different world. You have some fun with that. Um, that's definitely a ton of fun. 100%. No, I'm so glad you guys brought this up. I mean, my, my roommate's a Dodge major. I mean, he's a Dodge kid. He's a, a film major. And, um, and we're just such good friends um it kind of randomly because you know the roommates were random and um and it, it's really nice like that dynamic of of uh coming you know coming back and uh it's not all it's not all science it's not all medicine you know it's not we never talk about that uh, it's nice to talk about other things and um you know he he does have a lot more time than me which is one thing uh he he's always wanting to kind of go out and uh i i i do have to like stay in some some nights and and do homework but there are those times that we do we do have fun we uh we have people over or whatever and you know so it's it's really great to have that kind of dynamic of friends within pre-med friends without no for sure 
Um, and another thing, another question that I guess came in on the Q&A on our Instagram was, how does, how has your experience within the hospital or just as a pre-med really, um, how has that kind of been different to what you've seen on like doctor shows, like Dr. Gr- uh, uh, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that? Um, that one's pretty funny. Uh, I think that what the first thing that everyone tells you is don't say in an interview that like you want to be a doctor because you saw it in like Grey's Anatomy. And I totally agree with that. It's completely different. Uh, <laughs> I'd say like after I, I went to the hospital, especially the, the operating rooms and stuff, um, I, I, I was like, okay, this is nothing like it. And now that I watch Grey's Anatomy, I'm like this kind of like comedy in a way. It's not really a reality show anymore. Um, so... That, that's like one thing I think personally I think it's completely different I, I could talk more about it but I'll let Todd and Nathan kind of speak a little more before well, Babylon first my, of my, my mouth is getting a little dry because I haven't had water all day it's okay Mo it <laughs> happens uh, well first of all uh, thanks so much for the question and, and keep them coming guys if you guys have questions make sure to DM us or whatever um, what, where, where can they it's on Instagram Instagram just At DM this pre-med. question yeah Theory Shameless Pre-Med blood. Um, we're always, you know, looking for new content, so this is great. Um, personally, I've never actually watched, like, a, a doctor show, um, which is weird. Um, luckily, I all my experience, like, around doctors has been in real life, so I, I haven't really had that perception, so I'm going to pass it on to Todd. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the main show that I watched was actually The Good Doctor. Good Doctor. Um, I've heard a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah it's pr- I think... It started off, like, really good. Um, I liked the fact that there was this, just, like, I mean, uh, there's a doctor. Um, he's autistic, but he's, like, super smart. Um, and I, I liked that uh, kind of idea. Um, but it seems like the further that they've progressed in the show, it becomes more of, a, like, a drama. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. a more of, like, a, like a real-life drama rather than, like, a hospital, like, drama. But either way. Mixed steamy. Yeah, I, it's just it's so it's so different. Like it's it's mildly or not mildly. I don't know why I say, it's worlds different. Um, like in the operating room, you'd never see like people freaking out and like running around. Like at yeah. least in my experience, like in most cases, I, I'd say it's not nothing like that. Like you're never gonna have that exciting case every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's like that. yeah, like that's basically what I was gonna say. It's like. In the shows, they have these complex cases every single episode, and it's like these people are trying to figure out, you know, what's wrong, what's going on. Um, but what we see, like in real life, really, is that a lot of times doctors do the same, like a lot of the same procedure, like mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Um, you know, it's not like you're making groundbreaking new experimental surgeries every single time. In fact, a lot of times you probably don't. You know. Um, and just kind of adding on to that, also in those shows, it seems like the, like, at least like the residents or the surgeons do all sorts of cases. You know, it's like they do like bones, mm. brains, and hearts. And I'm like, that does not happen in real life. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no one, like, there's yeah. no type of surgeon that does every single, you know, specialty basically. And that's kind of how they have it in the show, which makes sense because they want to show variety. Um, but yeah, that's not really how it goes in real life. Wait, so w- when you f- start like a, a surgery residency, I'm not sure if you know the answer to this. Aren't you basically doing everything for the first like couple years? I don't think so. I believe that you start with a general surgery residency, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure general surgery tends to be more of like uh, appendicitis type stuff, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you wouldn't right. go into like bone and stuff and then. Right. Like yeah, you're yeah. not, yeah, you're not just going to be like, okay, I'm a neurosurgeon today. Yeah. Okay, I'm an orthopedic uh, surgeon right. today. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. No, I thought I was going to become Doctor Strange, just like, you know, <laughs> doing surgeries, break my hand, then become a wizard. Bro, Doctor That's Strange. That's not how it is. Doctor Strange life? is a neurosurgeon, anyways. Oh, okay. He's yeah. a neurosurgeon, MD, PhD. So that, at least it's real. They keep it real in that show, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. There were so many things that were wrong with that sentence. <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> for one. <it's> a movie. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I want to be Doctor Strange now. Doctor Strange is pretty cool. Pretty cool. He's a wizard. I don't know any doctors car. that are like, like you know, superhero wizards. I mean, unless oh, unless yeah. I just don't know. Uh, well, right? you, you didn't realize this, but that's actually you know my career path. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was gonna be a superhero wizard. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, the surgeon is like the path towards it. What's like the average like USMLE score for that one? Uh, one. One thousand. Yes. <laughs> no, you have to be so good. I think yes, no, you have to get everything wrong to get a score of one. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. There was that um, that video that Mo sent us. Well, I I sent it to Mo first, and I then he sent it, it to us. But it's from it. like the med school insiders. It's like the so you want to be a rocket surgeon. And <laughs> the funniest line from that one was it's like you have to be perfect from the moment you were born. Like you have to have perfect APGAR scores. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of the, those of you who don't know what APGAR is, it's like the uh, initial test they get that they give like a baby to see if they're like basically like alive <laughs> or if they need like CPR and like detecting the status of the baby. And I thought that that, that, that was such so funny. No, I, I it was funny because like for the first like minute I was like wh- like maybe it's just so hard that like they're uh, uh, giving all that like emphasis on like you have to be super smart and stuff. Yeah. And like a minute after I was like okay this is like I looked at the date and it said <laughs> April first. So funny though. <laughs> it, it was, was such so a good. Funny. It was a good. Epi- it was a good April Fool's episode. Yeah. They did really well, like a really good job. Dude, I knew it was a joke though, like from the first minute. <laughs> oh, but actually, okay, wait. Going back to the Doctor Strange one though, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one line that in the movie, and I, I watched the movie over over spring break. Okay, that's why I know all this. But basically, um, there was one time when he said, "I have a photographic memory." That's how I got my PhD and my MD at the same <laughs> time. And I heard that, and I was like. That's not how it works, man. <laughs> like, even if you have photographic memory, I don't think that you have enough time to do both at the same time, right? Just the sheer amount of time. It like it's it's more of like a time thing rather yeah. than like no. A but he just looks at his textbook and he just like blinks his eyes on every single page. <laughs> that's how he does it. So you see, like, like the first week of school, that's all he just does with all his textbooks, and boom, pa- pa- already done with med school. <laughs> that would be crazy, but I mean, there's more to it than that. I mean, especially when you're doing. Actually, well, what if you're doing PhD research <laughs> as a med school student? Then that's that's your research component right there, right? Yeah, I mean, you're basically Doctor Strange at that point. But then you have to, like, work, like, 40 hours a day, which is, you know, if 40, you think about 40 it. 40 hours a day, that, that that's not doable. possible. No, it's you know? doable. I've done that. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you guys just don't have the work ethic for 40 hours. Okay, okay, <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> I didn't get the joke at first. I was like, Wait, <laughs> what are you talking about, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, Nathan's the king of work ethic. Yeah. Um, no, he, oh, definitely not. Definitely on average, not. he sleeps negative eight yeah. hours a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 40 hours so a day. So, as we kind of get close to the end of the semester, um, do you guys have any plans for the summer? Well, I know what my plans are. I think mine are pretty similar, right? 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so just a big summer plan reveal. Mo and I are taking physics. Yeah. Yay. Oh, and right. not just physics. We're taking one and two over the summer. Yay. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. The best part is my entire family is going on like vacation for a month in Spain. Where? Spain. Bro, my parents are going to Hawaii. Oh yeah, it's so much fun. Uh, and I'm gonna be gonna have the house all alone. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna feed myself to be honest. That's like the biggest <laughs> you issue. You can right do now. it. Just cook some chicken. You I, did it for like a week. I can't cook. You did. I know, but like it gets old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the 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 benefits of being a commuter. Your parents still cook for you, and you have to figure that out. <laughs> so I still got to med school to figure that out. Um, so I told him I was like, uh, so how exactly am I supposed to feed myself? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I'll probably make eggs. Try okay, <laughs> eggs, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Not too bad. Not, Not too bad. bad. We'll figure YouTube. YouTube is gonna come in clutch for that for that entire month. How um, to cook eggs on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think one thing I'm definitely like excited about for physics is going to a different school and just meeting people like different people. Uh, and for it to, for it being a summer class, I think there's gonna be a wide variety of students coming from different schools. It's not just gonna be Cal State Long Beach students there. So that's gonna be a ton of fun. Just kind of talking to them, seeing what they're up to, uh, just meeting new people, networking. Uh, that'll be a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'll be it'll be worth it in the long run, just because it definitely frees up our schedule. I think that's like the biggest component of why we're oh, doing yeah. it outside of Chapman. Um, like for the rest of my. Uh, I guess college experience after the summer, it's it's basically going to be uh, like a regular s- load uh, of cl- uh, credits uh, for the most part. And I'm going to have a lot more time for research, a lot more time for um, volunteering and all those things that I've been wanting to do. Um, so, yeah, that's something I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to. And the biggest thing for me about it is that just the way kind of my ske- my classes were scheduled for like my minor um, yeah, is different. that I would have – I would basically be like overloaded on labs, right? And so basically what we advise here at Chapman is to never take more than two labs just because of the sheer amount of time that that takes. Yeah. And by taking physics over the summer, it'll alleviate that stress and allow me to, you know, not have to do that overloading. Mm-hmm. No, last week I had two labs, like OCHEM and um, Bio 208. And then I also had to do, I think I did like, I think I was looking at it last night, 11 hours of research. So that was just, that was a hectic week. Like, I, yeah. So labs are definitely out there. Uh, they're a killer. Um, so I, that will definitely come in pretty handy, taking yeah. this class or something. And it'll be fun, uh, especially, like, you know, once you, when you take a summer class when you're, when you're around these people, the same people so much every single day, like, you kind of get pretty close to them, too. Like, one yeah. thing that I really enjoyed from EMT class was that at, by the end of EMT class, like, we had – you know, this, like, group of friends. And that was something that I really appreciated. And I missed, I miss you guys. Um, if you guys are listening. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, you. hi, I miss you guys. <laughs> no, and it, and it was, it was like, you could tell that the connection was pretty genuine because, yeah. like, when the people that didn't make it after the third exam, like, everyone in the class was sad yeah. because you knew you weren't going to see those people, like, Ever progressing again. and, like, graduating with you. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely sad. And I hope it's not... <laughs> Uh, yeah, my voice is because <laughs> it's pretty. My mouth is dry. His mouth is dry, guys. His uh, mouth is dry. Um, but that was pretty sad, and I hope I don't like. There's not that many sad moments within physics, because it is a pretty like a physics. No matter where you take it, it's gonna be hard. Um, so I hope we're able to come together and just help each other out and kind of make it all together. What about you, Nathan? I know you have some pretty big plans for summer. Well, I I wish I could do the kind of dun 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 big reveal like you guys did, but unfortunately, I don't 
uh, know for sure. I applied for this uh, really big internship, and I don't know for sure if I've gotten into it yet. Um, what is and it? It's a uh, well. I, I guess I'll just say it's a chalk MI three internship. Which so chalk, is, if you're listening, make sure to let them in. Yes, definitely. They actually might be. I told them I was on a podcast, so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really big research internships, gets you a lot of clinical experience, a lot of medical research experience and experience with computer science and AI, which is something I definitely need. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really hoping to get in. Um, but if not, my backup plan is to just be at home, um, and volunteer at my local hospital and probably just take physics, honestly, <laughs> at my at my community college next to my house. Um, so we'll we'll see about that. I should be knowing um, whether I got in uh, definitely by the end of this month. Hopefully within the next week or so. So, hopefully you get in, dude. Yeah, I know. It's it, it would be pretty big. Yeah, I, I've met a couple of people who have done the MI3 internship. They, they said it's definitely helpful just getting to meet like professionals in the field, networking and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you definitely get it, I think just as long as you're putting yourself out there and getting to know those people, I think that'll definitely be a ton of help. Yeah, but, you know, just thinking on like both sides, even if you don't, you know, it's okay. There's always something else that you can do. Um, and so if you don't, you know, don't get too discouraged, but, you know, you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah. You could look into taking like a CNA class. Okay. CNA Nathan. Yeah. CNA. <laughs> I mean, that that a lot of hospitals are looking for CNAs. Okay. And that's a lot of clinical experience. Yeah. So, I think that's okay. as like, I think that's like one of the most demanding like jobs really. Yeah. Because you're doing so much. Like, at the hospital, you're not only looking out for four patients, you're really looking out for the entire floor, um, and just dealing with every single patient. So yeah. You'll get some good good experience out of that. Yeah. Kind of just throwing it all the way back to preview day. Um, one thing that this kind of like made me remember was um, people asking me about like opportunities that Chapman offers. And one thing that I told them, uh, and just just you know to give kudos to Chapman, is that there's been so many times when I feel like there's that that they've given me so many opportunities that I really have like more than I actually you know than my schedule will kind of allow for. Definitely, which is I feel like the best problem to have. But I feel like. That kind of you know would speak for you know for a lot of pre-meds is that there are so many different things that you can do um so if one thing doesn't work out you know there's always something else you know that you can go for or you can pursue too great i mean i like that we kind of came full circle um <laughs> is there anything else you guys wanted to add um to this uh to this podcast episode i think we touched up on a lot of good points um i feel like this uh, this episode is pretty tailored to a lot of students um, coming in from high school into college and trying to figure out what college to, to really pick um, and deciding, especially if they're on the pre-med path. I'd say the other big thing that we didn't really touch up on is picking your major. Uh, I know a big question was whether I should be a bio major, health sciences major, applied uh, phys. And I think a lot of that just comes down to what you like. Um, what do you want to learn about? Because no matter what major you are, as long as you're taking those prereqs that are required by the, by the, for the MCAT and for med school, you, you have a fair shot of going into med school um, as long as you're doing well and all that. So I have friends who are dance majors who are who want to go into med school. I have friends who are art majors who wants, want to go into med school. So don't let them, don't pick a major just because you think it's going to be better for med school. Pick it because you enjoy it. Pick it because it's something you're going to enjoy learning. Um, and just, this is going to be your career, right? Um, you want to make sure that there's going to be a lot of doors open. Um, 
to that major you're picking. So that's like my advice for that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, it, it it does not matter at all. Like yeah. just to just to kind not. of like double down on that, it does not matter what you major in. Do what you like. That's I feel the biggest and best advice that you can give any pre med is just do the things that you like. I don't know if I told you guys this, but like coming into Chapman, I kind of intended on being a theater major and minoring in chemistry and biology to have the prerequisites for um, do it for um, <laughs> medical school. Um, just because I knew I, I had this background in theater, I knew I, I really, um, I really liked both things. So just to, in the interest of exploring everything, what turned me away is unfortunately the, the theater, there was a lot more requirements for the theater major than I thought, including a, like, it was like 50% dance classes and I'm not into dance. Ooh. So <laughs> ballet, dude, Nathan? I would have to take like <laughs> ballet one and two. I'm just, dude, I, I cannot I'd go do watch that. Nathan. I Yo, cannot I, do that. Guys. I got my I got my ballet test tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't yeah, really matter what major you and you just get uh, just get the prerequisites and uh, do what you like and again going back to choosing the to choosing the right school make sure you have the the right opportunities and um, be yourself. <laughs> that's all that's all our episode was about. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Just make sure to stay positive. You'll get through whatever you're dealing with. Um, Again, good luck with all exams. I know a lot of people have midterms and all that fun stuff right now. Um, and yeah, good luck with your admissions. Good luck with finding your school, finding your major, all that fun stuff. And please, please, please give us a follow at Theory Premed on all our social media. And of course, I know Todd is holding up the fingers. Um, Tuesdays at 8 a.m. We have a new episode releasing every week. And something I look forward to, we should be interviewing um, the CUSMD anytime soon, hopefully next week, if not in the coming weeks. We're in contact with him right now. We just have to figure out a couple of logistic things, whether we're going to be recording it there um, or here at our school. So that should be a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.